0: Our budgeting basics and i love it because we're starting to talk a little bit about specific things that we haven't really got to dig into kelly first of all thank you for being here welcome to the
1: show hi kelly thanks as always for having me it's a it's a fun it's a fun time for me every week to chat with you
0: me too and you know i know that you know we're not talking weddings for you and i or anything right now but a lot of people are and that's one thing that is a strain on the pocketbook, right? into your, your marriage, right. Is let's talk about how to plan this wedding. If you're paying for it, it's not mom and dad and you're paying for it. Probably some things you need to work out before it happens.
1: Exactly. And so, um, I got married on new year's eve of 2021. And so these are some of the lessons, especially that (laughs) I took in after planning a wedding and, um, you know, even going into the wedding planning with all of this personal finance knowledge that I had, there's still a lot to learn and and then our emotions come into play as well. And so I think it'd be really good to just step back and chat a little bit about, Hey, if you're thinking about a wedding, if you're even in a serious relationship and you want to start just setting money aside, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, these are some things that you can think about and some conversations that you should have. Um, so Kelly, let's dive in and let's chat about, um, yeah, how we can make sure that we can afford a wedding and the wedding that we want, right, um, and make it work within our finances.
0: As I say, because weddings can be from three people to <laughs> two hundreds to over a thousand people. You can take them trips to the Bahamas or you can have them right here at home. I guess it all depends on your dream.
1: Exactly. And also so much of it depends on the guest list, right? And so how much food you're going to have, how big of a venue you're going to have is all going to mm-hmm. depend on the guest list, which sometimes doesn't even come together till the last minute as people are RSVPing. So there's a lot of stress around planning for a wedding and making sure you budget for a wedding. And so being able to control and get ahead of the things that you actually can control, um, I think is really important and is going to reduce some of your stress because there's of course going to be stress in the wedding planning process, but we want this to be fun. Um, we want this to be a time that, um, you know, you don't look back on and regret, um, taking out debt or, you know, spending too much on anything.
0: So my guess is that the first thing on the list then is going to decide, um, if you're going to have people and how many people are going to be, because you really can't move forward until you know how many people are coming.
1: Exactly. And so- making that a little bit more broad, even Kelly, we're going to discuss our expectations and this is what we're going to do with our spouse, the person that we are marrying. And we, it's going to be a conversation just between the two of you about what does this day look like? Where do we want to have it? And we're not talking venue at this point. We're talking, are we going to stay local? Do we want to have a destination wedding? Um, Do we want to have a big wedding, a small wedding? Um, You can also talk about, are there any things that are kind of non-negotiable? Maybe I have to um, get my grandmother's dress fitted and altered for me, or we need to make sure that we provide this awesome s'mores bar for dessert or whatever is really um, important to you and your spouse. Maybe it's something kind of unique to your relationship. Um, That's going to be a non-negotiable. And so in our relationship, we met on New Year's Eve. So I knew we wanted to get married on New Year's Eve. And so of course, venue prices and everything are not cheap on New Year's Eve. And so that was kind of a non-negotiable that my husband and I had that we were like, It's going to be a New Year's Eve wedding and we're going to pay more, but that's okay. It's something that we really feel strongly about. And so make sure you're just having the conversation between the two of you, set expectations and make sure that you're on the same page with what this event is going to maybe look like. Okay, All right. Moving on. You've had this discussion. Now you've made some decisions. All right, and now we're specifically Kelly jumping into that guest list. We want to say who are we inviting to this wedding and what we even took it a step further and we said who is probably coming and who's probably not coming. Just you know your friends and family, um think as you start to think about is it local or is a destination, you know who's going to travel, who's not going to travel, um you know who never goes to any wedding or who shows up to any party no matter what. And so you right. kind of get an idea of okay, there's 100 people on the invite list, but Realistically, we're probably only looking at 70 people. And so from there, when you're setting that guest list early, that's where you can kind of start to make more plans in other areas once you start to know how many people are coming. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, because you don't want to leave out your aunt Kelly who lives over in Kentucky. You want to invite her, but she probably isn't going to be able to make the trip.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And that was something we didn't want to for our, and we had a surprise wedding. So a lot of the rules are totally out the window, but we didn't want to not invite certain people, even though we knew they weren't coming, it was still really important for us to invite them. And so this is a way for you to say, okay, we can spend a little bit of extra money on invitations, knowing that certain people aren't going to come, but we can still plan the wedding with a realistic idea of how many people we think are going to show up.
0: Okay. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I'm in, that's a good idea.
1: All right. Now, once Kelly, you have an estimated time or guest count, right? Then I think it's a good idea from there to start looking at location. And this is a specific venue, right? And so if you're going to have 70 people, that's very different than if you're going to have 300 people. And so you definitely don't want to create a, or solidify a venue first, unless it's one of your non-negotiables, of course. Um, But if you get a venue first, it might be too big. It might be too small. It might not cater to your specific needs. And so looking at the venue after this is going to be really important. And this is where the fun parts begin, right? You and your spouse get to decide, okay, we need a venue that fits about this size. Um, We know we've set expectations early, so we know we want to have late night karaoke. And so we want to be careful about venues that shut down early. Um, And then you can start looking and tailoring and figuring out your Excel spreadsheet of what are all the venues, what are all the benefits and the perks and the cons that they have, um, and which ones do we kind of want to start to go and see in person or start to chat about finances with these venues with.
0: And, you know, think about the venues too. If they, if you are, if that's like your specific thing that you both have in common, that we absolutely have to get married at this location, uh, you better have a, um, a flexible schedule because you may not be getting married there till next year. Exactly. You know, what I mean, or two years, because a lot of places are booked at
1: way ahead, right? Exactly. And so, for example, when we were planning our wedding, we knew it was going to be New Year's Eve and we are other um our other kind of non-negotiable was we wanted everybody to be really close to us on site and so we we knew we were looking at like a resort type thing where people could have cabins and also an event center in one spot and so um you know up north minnesota there's resorts galore but not all of them have event centers to host a wedding and so that kind of narrowed wow. it down a little bit more but you have to be flexible on certain things kelly you're absolutely right you can't have the date and the size and the venue and all of this come together within your budget you're definitely not gonna be able to check all the boxes most likely
0: don't panic don't be bridezilla because it's you know what i always say uh things that make it imperfect are what absolutely make it when it when it actually happens Mm -hmm. if you fall on the cake don't cry um you know what i mean those kind of things actually the weird things that happen at weddings always make them memorable and make great stories to tell later on in life
1: absolutely i remember one of the things that i was horrified about was um our, we wanted quick trip donuts at our wedding because I'm obsessed with quick trip donuts. And so yeah. I was at least going to be classy and put all the donuts on these like risers and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> right? Um, And in the heat of the moment, the event center didn't take them out of the boxes. And there's these quick – everyone knows what I'm talking about, the quick trip boxes with all the donuts in them. And I – And i remember walking into the event venue i saw it mild panic attack and then moved on because there were so many other things that were happening and it's kind of just like this funny thing now like remember when kelly had quick trip boxes of donuts at her wedding and i was like that wasn't the plan but you know everything like there's always something like that that happens right they're like
0: what is going on with these boxes of donuts that's pretty cute
1: exactly okay all right so moving on we've got the venue now we figured out we know how many people are coming All right. And this is something that you might, this next topic is something that you might even want to have a conversation earlier on in this process, but we're going to determine who's paying for what, right? Kelly, that's a really, that's the whole point of our weekly conversations. We want to make sure, are our parents chipping in? Is there, um, do we work in an industry where we get a really big discount and so we maybe don't have to pay for something? Or you just want to make sure you know every aspect of the finances because I I've had friends where there's these looming questions where it's the week before their wedding and their parents are maybe just gonna like cut them a check for a mystery amount. But um, this might decide how big or how small your wedding is, right? If your parents are gonna chip in nothing versus 10 grand, that definitely changes the landscape of what your wedding looks like. And so I would, um, I know for our wedding, we assumed we were paying for everything. And then if people chipped in later on, it was kind of like just a bonus money that we could use for honeymoon or something like that. But make sure you have these conversations especially if you have parents or family members that you pretty sure might chip in. Um, it's definitely, um, it could be an awkward conversation, but I think they're going to respect that you're creating a budget and you want to make it affordable. And if they're going to chip in, you would, you'd really appreciate knowing how much. Yep. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then what? All right. And so there, once you have an idea of how much, Other people are chipping in your venue size, how much even venues are going to cost. Then you're going to start to really tailor your budget. You're going to start thinking about how much money can we afford to pay um, for total for the wedding. And then how much do we need to decide to pay in each categories or how much are we going to spend in each category? Mm -hmm. And so, um, if your wedding is in one year example, and you can save a hundred dollars a month for your wedding, then you have $1,200 We'll just do an easy math here, Kelly, $1,200 to, um, to have cash for your wedding, right? And that's if you don't want to go into any debt. You have $1200 to play with, right? And okay. so kind of think about how long until your wedding, how much time do you have to save um and it, counting the money that other people are giving you, and then that's how much your kind of big overall wedding budget is going to be if you're going to be debt-free and not take out any credit for your wedding. Um yeah. and then you kind of divvy up the those um the $1200 into all the different categories. Okay, we have $1200 total. How much are we spending on the cake? How much is the venue going to cost us already? What about caterers? And you can kind of play with the numbers there and be a little bit flexible and just see how you can make everything work within your budget and then of course you can always have that conversation of do we need to get more money for our budget or do we yeah. just need to give up some of the things that we thought we were going to have in our wedding. Right. And be okay with that. It's okay exactly. And this was um this was where I was talking about earlier that emotional piece. This was the hard part for us was saying no to certain things. Um I think I originally budgeted our venue had decorations and everything like that so we didn't have to pay for a lot of that stuff, which definitely went into a factor when we were picking out venues. Um but I spent more money in other areas than I thought I was going to, um especially all those random miscellaneous things, um gifts for the vendors and all that sort of stuff. And so I think it's really critical to look online and see what other categories people have spent um, in their wedding budgets and just add them to your budget. Even if you have $0 assigned to it, it's a good reminder that as you start getting further and further into the planning process, some of those expenses might accidentally pop up and you want to have a place for it and make room for it so that you're not going into debt.
0: Okay. We've got one minute left. Any last things you want to tell us?
1: I would just say, make sure you do your research on all of your vendors and your venues. You want to not pick the first DJ that you find or the first caterer that you find. There's so many rules of whether you can even bring in outside food or if the DJ's does will decide to stay late or not. And all of that's really important to making your, your night the dream night that you want. And so make sure you have those discussions with your partner. Find out what exactly is really important, the two of you, the non-negotiables. Stay true to your budget. Really try hard to not spend any extra money. And if you do spend extra money, make sure you're pulling that from your regular budget, your restaurants, you're going out to eat, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then just try to stay debt-free because at the end of the day, um, it's always better looking back and not having to go into debt over a wedding
0: yeah I went to a wedding of my second she's my second cousin this past weekend and it was an outdoor wedding it was beautiful and instead of having a cake because they were outdoors they decided to have three little refrigerators full of ice cream like ice cream cakes and ice cream sundae cones and all kinds of cute stuff I thought that was really a neat little twist
1: That's so great. And you can do some of that stuff a lot more affordable than getting an actual vendor to create a cake that you might not even want. And that's why we did donuts instead of a cake too. So use your creativity and stay in budget and it'll all work out just fine.